All right, welcome back. Thirsty Thursday, number 18, uh, back live for you guys. We had a little hiatus for Thanksgiving, uh, but now we're back. We have our first repeat special guest with Rob Frampton, uh, Assistant Chief in Salisbury, Maryland. So started off right, boys. Cheers. Welcome back. Good to see you guys. Tonight, we're talking about holidays in the firehouse. Specifically, we're going to talk about how things are going and what we do, uh, our traditions, the things we enjoy about holidays, um, especially the current holiday season, Christmas, uh, Hanukkah, uh, whatever other holiday you might be celebrating uh, this season. Um, so um, as you guys, as, as we watch and as we're paying, paying attention and, and kind of tuning in, if there's something specific that you guys do in your station, your firehouse, your state, whatever, uh, please feel free to share it with us. Uh, we'd love to hear all about the other traditions that are going on around the nation, around the world. So please just drop that in the comments down below. Uh, we'll, we'll flash those up there and we'll, we'd love to hear about those. Um, otherwise, you're going to be hearing about traditions and stuff that goes on in the Eastern Shore of Maryland and Delaware and Southern Florida. So enjoy, sit back, grab a drink, and uh, we'll kick it around the horn and, and see how things are going. So we'll kick it over to Trevor and we'll get going. All right. Hey, everybody. Uh, thanks for joining us again for Thirsty Thursday. And like Ben said, we took a little bit of a break over the holidays and uh, we appreciate everybody who tuned in and also those who uh, had to work on those holidays. I know all of us on the screen and everybody out there have worked plenty. Um, quick side note, I was at a uh, evaluation for a, a, a rookie class the other night and one of the instructors there had told the class that the uh, this past Thanksgiving was the first one she's ever spent with her biological family in her 23 adult or 23 years of adult life that she'd been in a fire service. And it's like, wow, how, how much does that ring true for so many of us that especially if you get on that shift cycle where you wind up working all the holidays, if you're on a 2448 or 2472, especially, but um, nevertheless, welcome back everybody. Um, here in a little bit, I might have to go inside. It's probably only in the mid-60s. It might drop down to like the low 60s here in a minute. So I don't know how you all live like that um, up in that northern climate. But uh, nevertheless, it's, uh, it's it's good down here. Um, when we get the cold snaps, kind of ironically, in the first year I was down here, I, I thought the world was coming to an end. I was driving to work. I only had a few you know short blocks to go. And I was it, we had a cold snap, which meant it got down about the temperature it is now, maybe a little bit cooler. And I was watching these things fall out of trees. I'm like, what the world is that? Well, the iguanas fall out of the trees. When they get they get cold enough, they don't have any dexterity, and they start raining iguanas down here. So I thought it was the end of days, but then I found out that's just, they call that cold weather. So um, we had a little bit of iguana rain this morning. And uh, even down in West Palm, I was showing the guys uh, over to your right, my left, city of West Palm. They have a, instead of having a big Christmas tree like you see in Rockefeller Center or at the White House, they have this huge, probably almost a two-story sandcastle called Sandy. It's a Christmas tree in the shape of a sandcastle. Really, really cool. They do a light show. If it spools up while we're doing the broadcast, may I'll turn the screen so you guys can enjoy that instead of looking at me. That's much better to look at. Um, but I want to kick it around the horn to everybody else. I'm really excited to get into talking about some of our uh, favorite firehouse memories, and some of the traditions that we either observed or actually probably started over the years uh, while we were working the holidays and specifically Christmas. So with that, uh, let me kick it over to Bobby and then we'll go to our guest of honor this evening. Well, hello everybody. Hey, uh, Ben, Trevor, and Rob, how are you guys doing? So, yeah, um, you know, 25%, I work, at, we work at 2472, thank goodness. <laughs> and, uh, you know, 25% of my time is with the fire guys fire and EMS guys. We live in a firehouse 25% of the time. So, you know, I was kind of bringing it up when we talk about, you know, how you keep the firehouse clean and how you keep your equipment right and things like that. And that this truly is your house for a quarter of your time while you're doing this, this job for a living, you know? And, um, you know, it, it's, it's the same way in the holidays. Uh, we spend a lot of holidays together. I think in my, gosh, I don't know, 29 years or whatever I've been doing this now for a career. Um, I think I've probably been done, uh, gosh, 18 20 Christmases or something like that. So um, I'm pretty familiar with doing them at the, the firehouse. And um, so uh, looking forward to the talk tonight and have some fun and Merry Christmas. And shoot, this is going to be probably the happiest New Year I've ever known in my lifetime. But at any rate, um, <laughs> let's kick it over to Rob. 
All right. Thanks. Well, uh, guys, it's an honor to be back. And uh, Ben probably asked me because my shift drew the short straw once again that we get to work Christmas this year. So uh, I, I've lost count. I've, I've not worked as many Christmases as Bobby, but uh, I, I'm 10 or 10 or 11 or 12, something like that. But uh, it's um, it's definitely a challenging time uh, to be away from your family, but it's also uh, where you're with that second family. Like Bobby said, 25% of the time you're at the firehouse and you know, it's, you try to make the most of it. You do special things and uh, they, they are your second family. And it's uh, I'm kind of curious to see uh, if we come up with some unique twists on different things to do um, that maybe we've not heard of, or we've not tried uh, this year, especially with everything going on, it's going to be challenging. Um, our our department is uh, not allowing families to come in, so there's no family dinner or whatever. So, um, you know, that's been the custom. Thanksgiving and Christmas always was a big, big family dinner. Wives, kids, everybody would come in. Um, but this year is going to be a little strange. So uh, we'll get through it. And uh, also I, I want to talk about some of the interesting things that coming from a combination fire department that we can uh, – that we use to help some of uh, my career guys that are on my shift uh, get off to spend a few hours in the morning or evening with their family. So that's kind of a, a win-win for everybody. So looking forward to it. Thanks for coming back. Merry Christmas, everybody. And uh, let's rock. Cool. Thank you guys. So, so let's go ahead and talk about Christmas and, and what we do. Um, you know, I think Rob brought up a good point, combination departments, um, and I don't know if this applies everywhere, um, but if you're in a combination department like I, like we are in Salisbury, um, as a volunteer in that organization, uh, if if you know Rob calls and says, "Hey Ben, can you got can you cover for me?" or "I got three guys that you know have young kids," um, you know, is there can we get some some members to cover you know just a couple hours in the morning so they can have Christmas with them, or you know a couple hours in the afternoon or evening so that way they can still have their first family time. Um, you know, I know that's something that I've I've only participated in it once. I wish it I wish it could have been more, but having family out of the area, it takes me away at Christmas. Um, but it's definitely it's definitely a, a, a different feeling overall. Um, you know, there's not been many very there's not been very many Christmases where I've been away from the family. Um, but the time that I was able to get away, well, <laughs> that sounds terrible. <laughs> Whoops! Uh, the time that I was away from my first family. Uh, and, and had the opportunity to spend it in the firehouse was, it was just such a cool experience, a great experience. It's a, it's just a different day altogether. Um, and it's, it's a lot of fun. I had a great time that day. Um, still spent it with a lot of good friends, um, did a lot of fun stuff. We always eat well. Uh, that's something that you can't, you can't ever say that we don't do. Um, but some of the really special meals that we, that we made those, those days, um, you know, lobster, all kinds of crazy stuff, steak, um, and then the big like turkeys or hams or something like that. So, um, what 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 has been your guys' experience uh, for those holidays or for Christmas and, and Hanukkah or whatever uh, we're celebrating? And um, I'm I'm actually going to kind of work backwards from my current role and then uh, you know back to my Ocean City days. One of the really cool traditions that was already established when I got in this department here was that Santa Claus rides around on the fire truck on Christmas Day. And apparently way, way, way back in the day, um, they went street by street through candy and kids. Well, that actually evolved into the fire department would accept wrapped gifts with addresses on them to deliver to the kids Christmas morning by fire truck. Um, so. What started out as a small gesture um, last year, I think, you know, again, in the four years that I've been here, it's evolved bigger and bigger every year. We had uh, 120 some presents on a, on a fire truck. Um, I squeezed my fat ass in a Santa suit for a couple of years in a row, but someone always plays Santa. Uh, this year, like Rob was saying, it is going to be different because now we're trying to do a contactless thing, but also maintain some of our traditions. So we're actually, uh, everything old is new. We're still going to have Santa going through the community on the fire truck, but we also have to, uh, we're going to just distribute candy from a distance versus doing the present delivery. And next year, hopefully be able to get back into delivering the presents. But it's really cool. Um, you know, when we show up at someone's house Christmas morning, we have a whole list of addresses. I've got a spreadsheet that I make every year. And, um, 
you know, usually my office, I, I look like Santa's workshop. I, I can't even get any work done. So there's presents stacked up. Uh, and it's got to even to where the adults uh, sometimes will send little token gifts to each other. And the first stop we make are the Marriott's. Uh, we have several of the Marriott timeshares here in the, the high rise hotels. And so a lot of the families who are visiting, we just do one big, uh, probably about 45 minutes to an hour. We do one big stop there in the morning. Then we go street by street. So it actually turns out to be about a seven hour day for us from the time we get in till the time we get done delivering. And it's really exhausting. Um, and then plus it, you know, a lot of times the weather's great. Um, I actually, this, not this past year, the year before I bought a cooling vest like the mascots have, because one of my firefighters who was Santa three years ago, almost passed out. We were pumping bottles of water into him left and right. He's a young guy in shape, but it was just, you know, steamy hot. But, uh, Anyway, really great tradition that the, they had started here some years ago. And then, you know, just as a side note, like I said, I'm going to work kind of backwards uh, from some, some different memories and things that we've, you know, done at the station. Probably shouldn't have done at the station, but had a great time incorporating the family. But uh, you know, just, just remember, it's it's all about your family, your fire your fire service family, and the family at home that you might not be able to spend time with. You guys have already touched on it a little bit. It's great when everyone steps up, especially for the folks who have young kids, young families. And everyone tries to work it out for each other, where the family, whether the family can come in or they can get some time off to go. I know I've, I've come in to work for some of my folks um, and you know, say, hey, go take you know, be there when your kids wake up and you will work it out. But for those of you who maybe don't have families yet or are you know, past the point where you have young kids and, you, and works inconsequential to you, get really, really good at putting together toys. Um, in the years before I was a parent, I got really good at putting together bicycles and kids' toys because everybody would bring their stuff in on Christmas Eve or the shifts before. Uh, you know, all the people had young kids. And I learned a lot uh, about just putting putting stuff together. So now if I have to put together a kid's toy, yeah, I call it Tuesday, no big deal. But I, I really have to thank all those guys who said, hey, rookie, come here. You know, Hey, Proby, come here. Uh, help, you helped me put together my kid's bike and it you know, gave you a lot of pride also that you were part of their family's uh, tradition as well. So um, I got a lot more stuff I want to talk about later on, but I want to kick it around to the other guys and hear what they have to say. <laughs> That's yeah. Uh, you know, I've, I got a little tear in the corner of my eye hearing how hot it is for Christmas time down there, Trevor. Um, that's just terrible. I mean, it's just, I, I don't know if I can get through the whole program thinking about the pain. Some sacrifices have to be made. And then <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I guess so. So, um, you know, I, I think um, it, it was awkward for me. I started off as a career paramedic here in Sussex County, Delaware. And, um, and I, I was young and, and didn't really kind of, you know, figure it out um, as far as, you know, working on the holidays and things like that. But for some reason, when I got to ocean city, um, I had a, the kids were getting to the right age where they were really enjoying Christmas and those types of things. And, and the way it was back then in Ocean City, um, and you probably remember this, Trevor, uh, when you got your vacation, they don't do it this way anymore. But when you got your vacation, you had to work there for a year and then you got your 80 hours is what you started off with. Um, and that was it. And you just got if, if holidays came, you kind of got them. So I didn't have any time, basically. And I got hired in November and lo and behold, I was working Christmas day. So our boss back then was a uh, clay stamp and, uh, and clay, I, I didn't know him at all. Um, I know a few guys from ocean city, but I didn't know him really at all. I mean, he was my boss then, but I'd only been there for three or four weeks. Um, and, and, and clay called me up, um, and said, Hey, um, do you have little kids? And I said, yeah, yes, sir. I do. So you work in Christmas. I said, yes, sir. I am. And clay said, don't come in until you're done watching your kids unwrap their gifts um, and you have something to eat with the family and then come on in. And, um, you know, and that, that's what I did. Uh, and, and Clay took my spot. So our, our big boss came and took my spot on the, in the firehouse um, that day. And then, you know what, as soon as I came in a little before lunch, he drove to another firehouse where another guy had young kids and sent him home and said, go eat dinner, take as long as you want and stuff like that. So Trevor already talked about a little bit is crazy. You get seniority um, to be able to pick your vacation days and then I, I can never use them. Um, I, I always defer 
um, for the, uh, the people that have younger kids because my kids are grown. Um, so I, I really do try to defer that. That's probably the best Christmas gift you could ever give a brother or a sister firefighter is to allow them to stay home and, and see their kids. And whether it's a volunteer coming in to cover it or somebody else is covering their shift, it, it really makes no difference. It's a fantastic Christmas gift. Um, it's, it's not, there's no price to that. So um, that, I thought that was, um, I thought that was really, really cool. Um, you know, this, this Christmas, I'm working Christmas day. And then uh, we had a shortage of, of, of managers for the shift before me. And one of those guys that had small kids was going to have to come in. Um, and I said, you know what, I, I'll just work Christmas Eve also and offered that up and they took it. And, and I feel fantastic because just the thought of somebody being able to spend time with the little kids um, just warms my heart, whether I'm at a firehouse um, or not. So I think that's, that's kind of the big deal. Um, and I think a lot of us, I, I, the tradition in Ocean City, at least, has been we always have what we call it the non-Christmas dinner. It's always like Ben talked about. It's always like steak or lobster or lasagna. It's like it's never a turkey or a ham or something like that or so on and so forth. And that's just kind of what our tradition has kind of been in Ocean City uh, when we work on uh, Christmas Day, which is which is cool because you always have turkey for a week afterwards anyway. And I get I got quite tired of turkey um, this Thanksgiving, and the wife was mad with me a little bit. But uh, but anyways, we had five days in a row. I had uh, what I had turkey chili. I had turkey soup. I had turkey sandwiches. I had I'm not sure what else we had turkey and probably ice cream. I don't know. But finally, after a week, I was kind of done. So um, but that's. That's kind of our tradition in Ocean City. Um, I actually, I don't really, um, I, I'm not great with huge family events anyway, so I'm, I'm guilty of um, kind of enjoying being at the firehouse. Um, there's not a lot going on. It's kind of an easy day usually. Um, people are always like Christmas Day. People are all friendly. It's really nice. It's kind of cool, you know. You know, churches are stop, dropping stuff off. I mean, there's so much food. It's crazy how much food they drop off in Ocean. I guess they do the same thing as Salisbury Rob. I'm not sure, but. Yeah, definitely, definitely. So, uh, so that's that's my spin, uh, Rob. You want to talk about what you guys are doing for Christmas in your tradition? Yeah. So, um, you know, it's kind of kind of border goes along with what Trevor was saying. Uh, you know, I remember when I came home with Salisbury, I was the new guy, not not married, not new kids, and I I offered to work. I was not going to take off. These guys who had kids, they could go spend time with their family, stay as long as they want. Uh, you know, even when my shift wasn't working at Christmas, I've covered for hours, uh, so that other guys could have that morning off or whatever. And I'm not going to go back to them and get my six hours back or eight hours back from them. It, it is what it is. It's just kind of like Bobby said, it warms your heart to, to let, you know, let, let yourself know that you're, you're helping somebody be home at Christmas. And, you know, now, um, you know, married my wife's, tradition, family tradition more so is Thanksgiving. And um, so the fact that we're working Christmas this year isn't really a big deal to us, but it does allow the fact uh, in Salisbury, uh, the assistant chief or the captain can be off, but you both can't be off at the same time. So uh, this year, uh, you know, my captain has uh, a couple of small kids in his family. And uh, so he's going to be able to be off for that. And my lieutenant's going to be able to be off with his kids. And uh, even I would say two months ago, I was approached by a couple of the volunteers um, here that uh, offering to sign up to ride four hours, six hours, eight hours. Uh, one of them was even, hey, I'm here for the full 24. Uh, and, and I think I've got six people that are going to be off or covered by uh, volunteer personnel on Christmas this year, um, whether it be four hours or six hours or the whole 10 hour, you know, 12 hour day part, um, which is really awesome. And, uh, you know, uh, like Ben said, Ben's covered for me many times, um, for small things and, and shifts and allowed me to get off. And, uh, it's awesome. It gives, gives them great experience that they may not get on an everyday basis. And, uh, it gives them some insight into just exactly what, the career half does um, of not that we're any better or any worse, but it's just a different perspective. And, uh, but yeah. Um, so, so, you know, it's kind of, kind of one of those things. Um, I look forward to the big meals and the families coming. That's kind of the letdown uh, for me is the family's not being able to come this year. Uh, but we were talking um, 
yesterday at work and instead of doing the big dinner, we're going to do the big breakfast and we're going to get everybody on duty and we're going to have a big breakfast. And, uh, we actually talked, it's funny, Bobby said the, uh, the not so norm Christmas dinner, uh, we talked about doing lasagna for dinner and, uh, you know, that's, that's, a, everybody gets tired of Turkey and I did two turkeys for Thanksgiving and then, you know, it was, it was, it was Turkey for weeks, but, uh, it's um, it's definitely something that challenges uh, everybody, and uh, but it's 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 also good to be in the firehouse with that family. And uh, you know, sometimes we've done uh, some a little off off the beat. You know, the uh, secret gift, you know, secret Santa things, and we've had shift parties outside of work, and that's going to be a little different this year. Um, you know, we're kind of each station is going to kind of do their own thing, so. Um, you know, which is cool because I'll probably get to go to three of them instead of one. But, uh, you know, it's um, it's it's I just enjoy uh, when we would have all the guys and girls together. And uh, I always took a moment to just thank their families when when we would have those things outside of work, because that's really, um, really the ones that, that do do bear the brunt of it. And uh, there's one thing that uh, I think Chief Todd does when he's swearing in uh, new members. I'm not sure if he started it, if it was done before him and he just carried on the tradition. But uh, when you when you raise your right hand and you take that oath, uh, your family is a part of that oath. And they're taking that same oath that they're OK with you working holidays. And you've got to have that support um, in order to make this work. And, you know, I can say that that my wife is 100 percent supportive of any time I have to go into work Christmas. There's no no belly aching or anything like that. And, you know, so it's, uh, it's, you definitely have to have the family, uh, support there as well to make it work. So, um, yeah. So back to you, Ben. Cool. And I, I think, I think we, we just brought up a really good point. Um, you know, Rob mentioned thanking, going around and thanking the families of the, the folks that are on his shift. Um, and that is huge. Um, if you've got the support and the, the buy-in from the family, uh, there's not much that, that that family and that member won't be able to do for you. Um, so real quick, cheers to all the families of all of our folks and everybody out there watching. Thank you guys for making it uh, possible for us to do what we love uh, and do what we enjoy. And I think something else that I think Bobby mentioned it, whenever you're whenever you're on shift on those holidays and it's not, again, we're talking about the holiday season that we're currently in, but it's really kind of any holiday that, that we're, that we're working. Um, whenever you go on a call and whenever you have to interact with the, with the public, those people are usually pretty, pretty cool. Um, you know, they understand there it's a holiday. They understand things are going on. Um, whether you're incredibly busy, like a 4th of July in Ocean city or, it's the opposite and it's, it's Christmas and things are slow and, you know, something went to hell in a handbasket and they call the fire, the fire department and you show up and, um, you know, everybody, at least that's been my experience is that people are pretty, uh, pretty relaxed, pretty enjoyable. Um, you know, and, and, um, you know, they're pretty respectful as opposed to the, um, I would say the Memorial day at two o'clock in the morning at secrets. Some of those folks are a little different, but, um, on the most part, on the whole, I think uh, people are usually pretty agreeable on those holidays. So, um, so what are what are some of our favorite traditions that we like to do, um, and uh, throughout any of the holidays? Let's let's go outside of our current holiday season. You know, let's look at over the whole year. What what's some of our favorite things and and things that we like to do in the firehouse with our second family when we're away from our first? Well. Um... And much like Rob was talking about, one of the things that uh, I always include in our badge pinnings is that acknowledgement of the family because they truly serve as well. Um, and, you know, especially, you know, we're all used to this, you know, hurricane scenarios, disasters, you know, out, even outside the holidays. We always make sure our people can go home because if, if, if their mind is completely on their house and not at work, um, they're, they're a danger to themselves and others. So, you know, we always make sure that they're, you know, rest assured that their family's okay. And they've taken care of things there. But, you know, we always do acknowledge that family. And, um, you know, speaking of acknowledging some family, I see one of our brothers, uh, uh, Big Dub, Wade, from out there in Wichita, Kansas. So he's tuning in tonight. Um, but, you know, looking at some of the, the holiday traditions, um, uh, I'll circle back into the Christmas. I know here, uh, you know, July 4th is always a, a 
pretty large holiday, you know, a lot of crowds, a lot going on. And we usually bring in some uh, extra standby crews. So with that, uh, before we quote unquote go to work, uh, when the fireworks are getting ready to happen, we, we have a big barbecue and it's a family day. So the volunteers, the career people, we, we uh, rent out the, well, we don't pay for it, fortunately, but we rent out the community center. Uh, sometimes we're able to get some bounce houses, but we provide a huge barbecue and everyone just sits there and cooks and relaxes and has a great time. They bring their family, they can go to the beach. Um, you know, pretty, pretty cool all the way around. Uh, you know, pretty neat stuff. But, uh, you know, even some of the other holidays, uh, you know, we're, we're a small department where I am now. So one of the benefits that we have is being able to provide a dinner to the crew. And believe me, the crews can all cook. But um, we basically go to, there's a, there's a couple great uh, markets around here that will provide full, like traditional things. And they'll portion it, they'll put it in pans. And uh, so we'll, we'll buy dinner for the crew that's on duty. And if they want to bring their family in, that's great too. So we always make sure we provide for you know, the crew, any of the police officers that are on duty and also our ocean rescue folks um, who are on duty. So, uh, you know, a lot of, a lot of neat things throughout the year. Um, you know, Halloween, go through the neighborhood, you know, do like this year's a trunk or treat, which I'd never heard of that before. But um, one of the things I want to look at uh, too is circling back to Christmas was when I was in Ocean City, same as what you guys were talking about. We'd always have, you know, sometimes we do the traditional dinner. Other times we do the very non-traditional um, I had Jack Fisher on my shift for years, so we always do the annual um, wild beast feast. So whatever crap he shot out in Montana and brought back home with him, we'd wind up uh, cooking and eating. And um, it has some really interesting meals uh, over the years. And uh, one thing I will say, you guys have mentioned how generous the public is and also the churches um, back in Ocean City would always drop food off to us constantly. And we would have food for miles sitting in every single kitchen. Um, one year, I actually said, I'm not going to bring anything with me to work because the church has just loaded us up where you can't even see over the countertop. And that one year, I, I, I don't remember what happened, but I think every church assumed that the other one was going to drop something off. And we had no food at the firehouse. So we were all like a bunch of refugees scrounging in the cabinet. I remember having uh, my Christmas SpaghettiOs, and it wasn't even mine. I think they were Maycrantz's, and he got pissed off later on that I stole his SpaghettiOs. But, um, you know, it... It, that was kind of one of the most memorable Christmases because I almost felt like the uh, the Charlie Brown Thanksgiving where we had toast and popcorn that you know, we were just scratching everything together we could in, in the um, in the cupboards to try to make a Christmas meal and we had a great time. It, it didn't really matter, but um, probably one of the worst firehouse meals I ever had, but one of the best times I ever had the firehouse. Yeah, one of the uh, one of the things that. Uh, think maybe uh, Tim Keenan started in Salisbury was providing turkeys and uh, a five or 10 pound bag of potatoes to each shift uh, at, at Christmas time. And uh, Chief Tall's kind of kept that tradition rolling. And that's always a nice gesture, um, you know, when, when he gives you the phone call ahead of time and, hey, guys, I'm, I'm bringing this in. You guys can do with it what you want, whether you eat at Christmas Day or or save it for the next shift or, or a month later. Um, you know, it's, it's just always kind of let you know that the people at the top who, who were on that, that day work and were home with their families were still thinking about you, um, you know, in the firehouse. So that was, that was always something kind of cool that I always stuck in the back of my head. If I ever, ever get to that level that I would, uh, I would probably continue to carry that tradition on. I, th I think that's just something, something pretty special about that. So. <laughs> this is probably going to sound a little bit crazy. Uh, one of my traditions uh, when I'm working on holidays is I tr try to do a super easy mini drill for myself. Um, they be it masking up or, you know, doing something like that. Um, it tends to bring some kind of normalcy to me. So I actually like going to work and I like being at work and I like being in the firehouse and I like the training. So I kind of like, instead of just sitting there all day going, Oh my God, it's Christmas. I kind of go out there and kind of do a fire some kind of fire thing, usually not very heavy stuff, but just something, you know, kind of easy to go on. And that, you know, that's one of the things I think the, the message we want to send to everybody also is that, you know, if you're working these holidays, just be careful about complacency. You know, a lot of line of duty deaths have to do with people working overtime, unfamiliar crews, um, 
all the things that we encounter every holiday is, is, is those mismatched uh, crews that you're not maybe quite as used to as, as normal. Um, and we kind of can let our guard down. So just be diligent on that day. Um, don't let complacency get you. I think it was Arthur Ashley came on here several weeks ago and he talked about when he drives to work in the morning, he says, I'm going to a fire today. You know, and I think that's probably the way we should approach even the holidays going in is there's going to be a fire today. What am I going to do? What's my position? What are my things and things like that? And for me, it actually gives me some kind of solace during the holidays, believe it or not, but I'm a, I'm a weird kind of guy, but um, you know, that's, you know, I really love what we do. I, you know, 32 years of doing this and I don't, didn't want to do anything else. I mean, this has been a, a very, very fun ride. And part of that's just kind of keeping yourself in the game. Um, and that's, you know, the other holidays don't bug me as much. I don't think, um, you know, Thanksgiving was kind of as big of a holiday, maybe even a bigger holiday for our family than Christmas was. Uh, but I'm not totally devastated when I go to go to a house with 30 some people and 10 kids and, um, I don't tend to always enjoy those a whole lot. But don't tell my family that. Hopefully nobody heard that. <laughs> you already know. Oh, yeah, Bobby, you're, you're absolutely right. And uh, I know we can all, you know, the longer you've been on, the more you think about some of the ghosts of Christmas past because, you know, we've had some great days at the fire station. We've had some of the worst days at the fire station on Christmas Day um, and around the holidays just because, we look at that as a time of you know, peace and relaxation, and sometimes we, you know, those are some of the worst calls to come out. And I do have to apologize. I just got a text from my wife. She said, "Where's your, where's my Santa hat? I meant to wear it tonight." And I, you know, totally blanked out on that. But um, looking at some of the guys who just popped up or who came up on the screen a little while ago, like Sack and Temple, um, work with those guys years and years. And Greggy, I can't remember if it was it was around the holidays. Can't remember if it was a holiday or not. But we talk about some of those non traditional meals and. I just remember we had, I think, like chicken and dumplings and so, you know, something exceptionally heavy, you know, really, really great meal. Um, somebody had the bright idea to have brownies and ice cream, and that's when we got wrapped out for a uh, high-rise fire at 58th Street, and the elevators were out. So you know, it goes back to that old uh, you know, fire service adage about not eating more than your mask can uh, you know, hold. But, uh, you know, but I, I do remember um, you know, sometimes – some of the best things come out of some of the most negative. Uh, some years ago on our shift, um, I just remember we were all, we were all there, all the, all the stations were doing their thing. Station three at Midtown was going to cook the big meal and we were all going to rotate through like we normally did. So instead of each individual fire station in the city cooking a, an individual meal, we just did a huge family style meal and you know, we would rotate the crews through to, and make sure we had coverage. And first thing in the morning, uh, the senior guy on my shift got a phone call from his brother-in-law and one of his, his brother-in-law's kids friends um, had woken up that morning and there wasn't, there wasn't anything there for Christmas because you know, the parents were actually, you know, uh, huge, you know, huge drug addicts that, you know, whole big messy thing. And so this, this guy, the, my senior man's brother-in-law called up and says, Hey, you know, what, what can we do? Because you know, this, these are my kids, you know, best friends. And there's nothing on their tree. They don't have breakfast. They have nothing. Their parents are passed out um, in the bedroom because you know, they've been doing drugs. And uh, you know, I, I still remember it you know, vividly to this day. Um, my but the senior man on the shift called down to the owner of the uh, Western Auto there in uh, downtown Ocean City. I, th I believe he might be related to one of the people who uh, held your wedding there, Ben, at their house. But uh, anyway called down to the owner of the Western Auto and said, hey, is there any way we can get in there? And we all put our money together as a, as a shift citywide and bought, bought bicycles for the kids. The owner of Western Auto came in, unlocked his door at, you know, early as he could on Christmas morning. And we went out and uh, the brother-in-law invited those kids over to his house and said, oh, Santa's on the way. So we, we went over and told the kids that uh, Santa Claus had dropped these bikes off at the firehouse uh, by accident and asked us if we could drop them off to you. And I just remember that as being probably one of the, the saddest things I've seen um, outside of, you know, some of the tragedy of fires and calls and everything, but one of the saddest uh, human elements I've seen, but just to see the joy on those kids' faces. And that was made possible by, you know, just the people on our shifts. I mean, these, these are just the brothers and sisters that we work with and they, they put their skills to use and made some phone calls and, 
you know, when you when you have a business owner who is closed on Christmas Day, has no interest in coming in and jumps up, comes away from his family. And this is a civilian. This isn't a firefighter. This isn't a, a police officer. Uh, you don't know if he had military background or not. Maybe he did. But, you know, came in to make sure that uh, you know, they could take care of a kid on Christmas. That was just a phenomenal, phenomenal thing. So, you know, kudos goes out to you know, certainly the, the Baker family and, uh, you know, and, what, and what they did for us in the fire service so we could help some kids out that morning to salvage a Christmas for them. So, and again, that was, that wasn't a, that wasn't a chief, that wasn't a captain, lieutenant, that was the senior guy on the ship that said, this is BS. We're going to take care of this right here, right now. So, um, you know, def, definitely, uh, up oh, there you go, Zach. Thanks. Thanks for bringing that up. Um, yep. You know, Richard and Joyce Baker down there at Western auto, they came in and, you know, I, I just remember him coming in and goes, you know, and to, Add to that, um, you know, he was he wasn't going to gouge us at, by any means. He ga he gave us the bikes at cost, and probably honestly, he gave it to us underneath cost just so we wouldn't argue with him. But uh, you know, just phenomenal people when a community comes together like that. I think that goes in with a, a lot of the other stuff that we've been talking about. Just some of the really cool stuff that happens around the holidays in the firehouses. Um, that, that time that we spend away from our family, that we're with these folks and our second family and just the, the various connections that, that we have, you know, so something like that pops up and like, it just, it just happens. Um, like it, 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 the situation just gets taken care of. Um, one of the things that I want to, I want to show here real quick, um, you're talking to assistant chief Brian records of the Salisbury fire department. Um, and if, if you guys saw our, uh, Thirsty Thursday reminder, which you let me share this again for you guys. Well, I'll get this figured out. This whole technology thing is new to me. Um, but this picture, uh, talking to Chief Records, he he stops by the firehouse. If you know Brian, anytime he stops by the firehouse, it's not just a quick stop in and out. He's there for, well, as long as it takes to do whatever he wants to do. Uh, but stop by the firehouse. This is in the, in the old firehouse, uh, Station 16 headquarters company, downtown Salisbury. Um, and they didn't have a they didn't have a Christmas tree. So what do they do? The guys go out. Brian goes down the street, gets the I think he told me it was the most Charlie Brown looking tree he's ever seen. Uh, takes it back to the firehouse. And here uh, we have a this gentleman here is the past fire chief, uh, Rick Hoppus. I'm, I'll probably get a little chewing for this. I'm not sure who this guy is. Um, and I, I do apologize, Rob. If you know who that is, please let me know. Uh, see if I can zoom in. It's a little too far away. I can't tell. I don't know if that helps. It looks like it might be Tim Keenan. Okay, looks like, looks like Tim Keenan or Ray Wooden. Okay, so that we have an idea of who that might be, and then Assistant Chief Records there. Um, but again, you know, the, being with that second family, making things happen. Um, and getting that Christmas tree to the to the firehouse because that's what you're supposed to have in the firehouse, right? You're supposed to have a tree. Um, and then I want to kind of circle. Go ahead, Trevor. Uh, we'll circle back to me about the tree because there. I, I think the statute of limitations is up by now. I'll tell you a tree story real quick. Okay. All right. Um, but I want to go back to something that Bobby had mentioned um, when he was talking about he tries to do his own little personal drill on holidays and. And I, I don't know the numbers are off the top of my head. I'm, I'm sure Bobby Bobby does. He's the numbers guy. Um, but is there is there an increase in fatalities, rescues, that kind of stuff on holidays because there's more people at home uh, during those larges during the fires, that kind of stuff um, that you know of right off the top of your head. So when we go to those calls, are, are we seeing more um, seeing more of that kind of stuff? If that makes sense. I don't know. I I don't. I've never really looked at those numbers. I know uh, there's unusual people in unusual places inside these houses. So when they're visiting other people, and uh, you know, when you you're in an unusual place, and then you have smoke or fire in that place, I'm sure it could be more. But I, I don't know. Mostly, what I based mine off of was the fact that when people work overtime shifts, uh, there tend to be a lot of line of duty deaths uh, when people are working on an unfamiliar unit. Uh, and things like that, but I, I don't. Really, I don't have an answer for the holidays. I'm not sure if it's higher or not. Okay, thanks. 
The uh, yeah, Ben. The only thing I could add is um, there's definitely an increase. Uh, research shows uh, around the holidays with cooking fires. Um, so you know, obviously, when you're running running the calls on Thanksgiving, Christmas, Easter, um, they tend to be uh, legitimate calls. You know, your kitchen fire, your grease fire, your your oven fire that extends out in the cabinets. Um, you know, I mean. We're not at Christmas, but, you know, we ran two kitchen fires yesterday. Uh, you know, it's just a sign of the times. People are home. People are cooking a lot more. And, uh, you know, it's it's definitely the numbers show that. But as far as the, the deaths and injuries, I, I, I'm like, Bobby, I don't know the exact answer to that question. All right. Thanks. I'll, uh, I'll look up, look that up and maybe I'll, maybe I'll have an answer here tonight, but probably not. So, all right. Go back to you, Trevor. Uh, before I get into the tree story, I do want to acknowledge something that SAC put up. Um, you know, we really do have to look at the mental health issues, not only for the general public, because yeah, as we know, the suicide and um, you know mental health issue rate dramatically increases around the holidays. And we run a lot of those calls on the medical end as well, where we can't let our guard down. But even with our brothers and sisters, um, you know, looking back earlier on in my career, you know, I when I was a uh, you know a younger firefighter paramedic and you know, didn't have any seniority for almost a decade um i worked pretty much every holiday i worked the shifts that other people didn't want to work and sometimes you, you bury yourself in that a little bit too just to kind of you know get away from some things so um you know we got we always got to remember those people that were serving uh some of the struggles they might be having both you know inside our industry and outside our industry um like you guys are saying too there's there's a lot of risk with cooking fires. There's a lot of risk with people being under the influence of alcohol. Not that it ever happens during holidays, but also, um, like we said, Bobby brought it up. How many times have we seen firefighters get seriously injured or worse yet killed working overtime on a holiday or, or um, just you know, working a, a shift swap? And you know, it it, it almost seems like the um, the, the curse for a lot of these folks. So, you know, ne never be complacent and think that you're going to go into work. And uh, just like the old fire service adage says that fire takes no holiday. We, we might, but the fire doesn't. So we always have to be vigilant. Um, a couple of things, uh, you know, looking at that picture of, of Salisbury headquarters company, um, you know, down there, you know, back in the day, station three midtown, we always had to have a, a Christmas tree and, we had a variety of ways of acquiring those Christmas trees. Um, I remember one night uh, going out onto Route 90, which for those who aren't familiar with how the city is set up, it's there's two bridges that go over to a very rural area. And uh, we decided to go out there and do a, a 3 a.m. mission to go get a cut down some spruce tree uh, and put it back the, the uh, heavy rescue or rescue 18 and bring it back into the city. That was one time. And Another time we went up to Food Line to shop for the, uh, they were actually open on Christmas Day, or I'm sorry, a couple days before Christmas. We were on shift and, and uh, we went in and you know, bought, our, bought our food. And this is back long enough ago that we were still riding in the jump seats that were, had the man saver bars on the side. And we were standing up the jump seats, which was probably not the brightest thing we could have done, but we thought we were pretty cool back then. But nevertheless, um, we, we went in, got our food, and our, our driver operator, which some of you guys know, uh, Mike Myers, he was a big truck company guy, but uh, he was driving the engine that night. We called him Cheap Cheap Charlie. He, um, well, we got in the jump seat, and we're getting ready to roll and turn around, and there's this beautiful, probably like eight-foot Christmas tree sitting up in the hose bed. I'm like, oh, that's cool. You know, Mike must have uh, bought a Christmas tree. And uh, only to find out later what, that we got when we got back to the station that uh, outside of the grocery store where they had all the trees lined up, Mike decided to liberate one and just chunk it up on the hose bed real quick. So, um, yeah, that was we were kind of like, I guess we were considered the Grinches that that year. But uh, nevertheless, we had a really, really beautiful Christmas tree thanks to the uh, Food Lion Corporation. And uh, you know, ho hopefully, again, we're outside the statute of limitations where um, well, I, sh I should have used his real name, but maybe he can't be prosecuted now for liberating the tree um, from there. And I'm sure that, uh, you know, the folks from State Highway Administration, that that spruce tree has probably grown back out there on Route 90. So, you know, either way, we always had to have the uh, big house evergreen in, in the fire station. So it was always a big deal every year to do that, um, you know, do our tree trimming thing. And, you know, the, the decorations that would wind up on the tree were just anything and everything that we could find. So, you know, um, I, I remember having a Mercedes-Benz uh, hood ornament from a, a, a 
extrication that somebody put picked up and put in their pocket that was hanging on the tree. There was like some piece of debris burnt seven ways from Sunday out of an apartment fire that was I mean, it was just, you know, the most non traditional tree, but nevertheless it was ours. So it's uh you know, one of those cool traditions that you kind of start and you don't really mean to start, but uh I'm almost wondering what the uh, fire stations in Ocean City have now. I was wondering if you know, Bobby could you could you tell us if any of those traditions have continued or if they've morphed into something else? No, um, I'm at station four now. Um, and uh, station four, they did put a tree up. There's not a whole lot of ornaments on it, though. Uh, but it's a brand new. Yeah, my wife says you're supposed to take them. I got a bunch we didn't use this year, but I haven't done that yet. Maybe I'll do that tomorrow. That, that'll, that'll be cool. But um, no, it's just um, yeah, I, I thought what happens to us in Ocean City is, is that the the churches um, really wanted to kill us. Um, so they've decided that diabetes is the best way to kill us. And so they inundate us with, there's probably 10 layers of M&Ms and cookies and cakes and, and things like that. And um, not very many bananas come in, you know what I'm saying? Not very many apples come in, but a whole lot of that stuff comes in. So I always joke with them and say, you guys are trying to kill us, you know? Um, uh, so I know... Um, a little bit about the mental health. I, I think it's, it behooves us to just, you know, tell people that, you know, this is a very, very, very strange and very difficult year for everybody, I think. Uh, but the reality is it's much tougher on some than others. Um, so we can never know what the battle someone else is fighting during this time. So I think all of us here at Strike the Box want everyone to know, you know, keep your head down, keep moving forward, hang out with your friends at the firehouse. You know, um, you know, there is, they're, they're, they're producing a vaccine now. I mean, we're not going to be doing this crazy stuff forever. It's going to go away, you know, and I, it certainly sounds like by next Christmas, there'll be some kind of normalcy back. So we just, we just have to get through this one and keep each other safe and keep our families safe. And, um, you know, I've never seen anything where you where where what we did, I know it affected our family by something that happened to us and we wouldn't be there. I've never in my career ever seen anything that could affect your family by actually making them physically ill like this. So um, I understand everyone's under stress, but man, just get through this season. It's going to be weird. It's going to be different. Um, and I, I think a lot of people say this. Um, if you look at your blessings, you know, if the roof isn't leaking rain on top of your head and the heater seems to be working pretty good and you got a little bit of something to eat, um, all those things, if you think about them are, are, are really great, um, you know, and that's maybe something for that. But uh, what do you guys think about the mental health aspect of this? Have you guys got any messages? Yeah, I was gonna I was gonna throw back to um, Olson's message from the Thanksgiving message that we put out. Uh, one of the things that he mentioned was the strongest uh, indicators of resiliency uh, is making connections with people. So uh, if you guys don't remember, he he mentioned to reach out, make a make a phone call, send a text message. Uh, to a friend's family that you can't be with or that you haven't heard or talked to in a while, uh, but to make that connection. And, and that's, that's been something that they, I guess, have, have shown to, to help with that. So um, my phone is always on. If there's, if there's someone that you, that you need to talk to, whether you like me or not, uh, whether I like you or not, if, if you need something, give me a call. Rachel doesn't love that all the time that it's always on, but it is. Um, and if there's, if there's something that you need, Somebody, somebody that you need to talk to, even if I'm not the right person, I might be able to get you in touch with that right person. So please give me a shout, shoot me a text, whatever you need. Um, but but don't be afraid to make that connection. There's a lot of people that I know I wish I talked to more um, and they're not gone. They're just it's just I'm I'm not taking that time to make that connection. I wish I, I will. And I want to make that a goal for this year to finish out through this holiday season to, to reach out to those folks. So. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, and one of the things that a group of people I think they tend to get forgotten about are the the, the retirees, um, the ones that have been here, and they they kind of go away and they don't necessarily come around the firehouse anymore, and and we forget about them. Um, reach out to those guys; they're they're the ones that have have created the the history and the tradition that that you know Trevor and Bobby are talking about in a lot of their departments, and they've gone on to to greener pastures and living their life down south like 
Trevor kind of still pretends to work, I guess, a little bit. But, <laughs> but um, you know, reach out to those people because uh, they tend to be forgotten. And when they do show up around the firehouse, uh, you know, if you don't have their number, get their number, swing by their house, um, you know, because they're the ones that, that saw it and really had zero uh, support mechanisms in place, you know, 20, 30, 40, 50 years ago um, for seeing the kind of stuff that they saw. Um, to, to just kind of go back for a, a quick second, uh, Bobby talked about fire training, but uh, as far as fire prevention, one of the things that, that in Salisbury we do, there's a local uh, nonprofit that delivers uh, gifts to well over 100 families in and around Salisbury. And uh, the ones that are in the fire district, uh, the families that are there will send a ladder truck or an engine with them to deliver the gifts. And a lot of times those guys are taking the time when they're in that house to listen for that chirp and smoke detector and replace a battery or uh, you know, install a new 10 year, you know, smoke detector if that's what we've got um, there. So, you know, as well as, you know, looking for, um, you know, hoarding conditions in, in residences and things like that, take take that few those few minutes and, and maybe even educate that family that you're dropping the gifts off to. Hey, you've got that candle burning over there. It's a little too close to to the bed or, or, or don't forget about it uh, type deal or your space heaters. A lot of these, these people are turning the resources to heat their house, uh, at least up here, maybe not in Florida, but uh, they're, um, you know, they're using whatever means are possible. Yeah. Right. And uh, to, to heat their house and stay warm and uh, you know um, just take a few minutes uh, to when you're going around, if your if your department does those kind of things and uh, help them deliver the gifts, to take a minute to maybe you know spread some fire prevention uh, out there during the holidays. Yeah, Rob, I agree with you wholeheartedly. And um, thinking ahead a little bit too, once people start to get ready to dispose of their Christmas trees, I know there's a lot of great things like um, you know, up up there in Maryland. I remember the National Park Service would collect the old uh, live Christmas trees and use them for uh, sand collection on the dunes. Nevertheless, that's you know when we start having these large piles of refuse uh, after the holidays, especially the live trees in big piles. In a lot of municipalities, do collect them. It becomes a fire issue, uh, a serious fire hazard issue for us. I know you know here in this municipality, we'll have you know a stack of them uh, sitting on the side of the road, and all it takes is you know a discarded smoke material or you know somebody being careless. And uh, because a lot of times it's almost like being on vacation. People don't feel like when they're on vacation, anything bad can happen. They use that same mentality when it goes towards holidays. But, uh, you know, whether it's in the fire service or out of the fire service, I really think that we need to look at that um, and and say, hey, you know, we got to be safe during the whole thing. Let's enjoy it, Uh, not be overbearing. But you're absolutely right. And uh, let's let's take care of each other during the holidays. I mean, you've already you guys have already brought this up. You take care of the folks that are uh, in our industry whether they are currently on duty, just recently joined us, or they've been retired for, you know, months to years. And, you know, look through all the things because as, as time goes on, things do change. And, uh, you know, e- you know, even in your career and in your, in your family, everything else, where you have, uh, you know, you, you have a lot of changes. People struggle through a lot of different things and uh, you know, have a lot of, a lot of your personal issues that they might be dealing with. So, you know, let's make sure we remember them, not just during the holiday season, but year-round. And uh, There's a lot of mechanisms out there by which we can do it. I'm not a big social media guy, which uh, I know Ben and Bobby kind of you know, bust my chops about that quite often. But nevertheless, uh, you know, it, it always helps. He's a style guy. Yeah, I know. Hey, I get into a plumbing. I'm happy. But even at that, also um, you know, remember, and this kind of goes back to, when we talk about the family serving, a lot of times you know, our focus gets so uh, entrenched on the job that we kind of forget about what's going on at home. And, uh, you know, I'm just as guilty of that as anybody else where you, know, you got stuff going on at work and you, you might just come home and uh, you not not be the most pleasant individual in the world when it comes when it comes to having to tolerate things because you're, you're trying to get in that problem solving mode. And sometimes your family just wants to talk to you and say, hey, how, how's your day? And uh, you know, not have you solve every problem in the world for them. So that's just one of the things that uh, you know, we got to be cognizant of ourselves as well. Uh, you know, that while we're serving everybody else's family, uh, while we're here on the holidays, you know, remember our families too, and, and take that little extra effort. And uh, I'll give you a quick example. Our, our son, years ago, uh, he was—I think he still is, maybe a little bit—he was really into model trains, like the electric trains, and uh, you know, he wanted a big train table set up. And uh, back when he lived in Ocean City, 
And it's been one of those things. Yeah, we'll get to it. We'll get to it. We'll get to it. Well, now our, our son, and I'll uh, call him in here in a little bit. Uh, he's getting ready to turn 13 this weekend. And I'm like, oh, my God, is he going to be you know, 25 years old and getting married? I'm like, oh, hey, son, I'll build you that train table. Yeah. So look look at those priorities and you know don't keep putting them off because you know, eventually you run out of time. So uh, but anyway, I'll, I'll, uh, before the end of the show, Ben, if you don't mind, I'll uh, make sure little man's watching. And uh, if you guys don't mind, we'll wish him a happy 13th birthday because he's currently 12 going on 25. But yeah, I, I do want to wish him the, uh, the happy 13th coming up. And uh, real quick, bef before I um, you know, go back around the horn, Rob had mentioned before about the Christmas parties. And I just, I got thinking, I just, you know, still laugh like crazy. We used to do, we in, in Ocean City on my shift, uh, and I, I worked on every single shift in Ocean City over the years. But I, I just still remember one of the shifts I was on for the longest time. Every year, our traditional shift-based Christmas party, we would go to, um, what, I think it's Tokyo Steakhouse up there in Salisbury, the Hibachi, the Japanese steakhouse. Completely has, you know, definitely not traditional food. We had the best freaking time. And I just still remember, um, you know, uh, Larry, B Larry Buchanan would always get his drink and he would set it and leave it alone. And between like Alan Schweitzer, God rest his soul, Christy Schaefer, they would take his drink and they would set it on the hibachi while they were warming it up and his ice would melt. And he's, and he started getting on the waitress about honey, honey, this drink's watered down. This is horrible. Can I get another? And it was just, it was just hysterical stuff we go through, but the families would be there. And it was, it was just a lot of fun um, back in the day. But Rob, thanks for uh, bringing that memory up because I had completely forgotten about that until you had mentioned it. So Rob, I definitely appreciate that, brother. Hey, so I just, um, two couple of things real quick. One, I, I did find some, um, it's not, it's not incredibly current, um, but a little bit of information. So this is from, um, 2001 and two. So it's a little older, uh, but here that chart is saying, uh, between that, between December 1st, January 7th, the average, uh, dollar loss per fire was six, 6,245 injuries, 12.7 and fatalities, two and a half. Um, and then if you go over for holiday fires, Christmas tree and decoration fires, you can see that there is definitely an increase um, in both dollar loss per fire injuries and fatalities. Um, again, that's that's 18, 19 years old. Um, but I'm sure that that trend is is probably still pretty consistent. Um, so there's that. And then. Um, me, oh, Rob, you you had mentioned there's a, a nonprofit um, is that Santa's Angels that you were talking about? Yeah, yeah, it is. Because that's a that's a great program. So um, it's it's run through a local church, and uh, basically they use uh, the uh, Wicomico, Worcester, Somerset. Um, I think they go into Dorchester a little bit and Sussex uh, Board of Educations to identify families that are in need during Christmas and. Uh, they have fundraisers throughout the year, various things, online auctions this year. Uh, they used to have shows and auctions, and they have dinners at Texas Roadhouse and things like that. And uh, basically, they uh, then, then people in the community go out and buy the gifts with either they can be reimbursed or they can make their donation, and they wrap the gifts and they deliver them uh, to the church. And then uh, we assemble at the church, usually December 23rd, December 24th, something like that. We dress up 10 to 13 Santas and uh, we go out and throughout Wicomico, Worcester, Somerset, Sussex and Dorchester and deliver the gifts. And uh, that's the, it's, you know, I've, I've been on shifts where we've adopted a family and actually have gone out and bought the clothes that the, the, the group will give you the sizes and the ages of the kids. And you're as a shift, you'll go out and somebody will say, Hey, I'll buy the, the toys and I'll buy the pants and I'll buy the shoes. And, you know, we usually give, you know, mom a, a, a robe or some, bed sheets or something like that and dad some socks and a pair of jeans or something. And, and, uh, it's kind of a cool thing, uh, that the shift can do. And then the shift can actually have a part in delivering the gifts to that family. And the family has no clue where they come from. Um, so it's kind of a secret mission, uh, and you're able to see the true need within the community and our, our, uh, our local for the union, um, usually adopts a family and they'll, so the guys on the fire engine working that day, 
uh, when they go out, they'll actually get to see them, um, see the family in need as well. So it's, uh, it's definitely moving. Um, it's, uh, I think I've been a part of it now for probably close to 12 years. And uh, it's every year there's a story uh, that I can tell you that's just crazy for the need at Christmas, not just at Christmas time throughout the year, but it's definitely uh, observed during, during the Christmas season more so. So yeah, it's, uh, we've got a Facebook page, reach out to it. It's uh, Sands Angels. Um, and you can certainly contact me uh, if you're willing to help, want to help uh, donate, deliver gifts, wrap gifts, buy gifts, whatever. So we, uh, we don't turn anybody away. So thanks Ben for bringing that up. Yeah. Thank you. And um, what, I, what I'm going to try and do is uh, try and share the page through strike the box. So if anybody's interested in Santa's angels, uh, I'm sure you guys have probably wrapped up for fundraisers for the year and are, are getting pretty squared away with uh, families and everything for this holiday season. But um, I'll try and share that page through strike the box. Uh, and if you're interested, please go check it out. Uh, we never, we never turn away donations. So uh, this, this year it's a hundred, it's 150 families uh, that we'll reach out to. So Holy cow. That's awesome. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, with that, let's, um, we're just at an hour, so let's go ahead and kick it around the horn one more time. Um, and I'm going to try while we're doing that. I'm going to try and get something shared up on the screen here again for us. Uh, so take it away. All right, thanks, Ben. Um, just to end everything out, just want to thank everybody who tuned in tonight, and especially those who are going to be working on the holidays. I hope we were able to bring you a little bit of levity and uh, just share some of our experiences with you and uh, go down memory lane a little bit. But just remember all the different people who work on the holidays. It's not just the fire and EMS and rescue service, but our, our military, our police officers, our hospital workers, our transportation workers, uh, you know, even even the, the people who might be working in the hospitality or food service industry. I mean, you know, a lot of times we go out uh, to, you know, to pick up a meal at whatever place might be open on Christmas Day and somebody's working. So, you know, remember all those people because they're spending time uh, either isolated or uh, away from their families as well. So, uh, you know, it just goes to, uh, to say a lot for the people who, you know, make sure that we keep the wheels of progress moving every single day and are, are there to protect us. Um, and, you know, thank you all you guys for being here tonight. And again, you know, for you know, helping us share some good memories. And maybe uh, if, if you don't have any department right now, start one. There's nothing that says that you have to, uh, you know, go back to anything that you used to do. Or if you don't have anything going on, now's the time to start. Um, you know, certainly keep it within due bounds because uh, you, know, you don't want to have anything crazy that you can't replicate later on. Uh, you know, you'll certainly be able to say, wow, that was a great Christmas, but you want to be able to say that about successive ones over the years. Um, you know, and, and thank you to, you know, again, everybody who's contributed tonight. Uh, one thing I do want to say real quick, I brought it up a few minutes ago, but uh, my son has been part of the Christmas tradition down here in Palm Beach Shores. Uh, you know, he's, Again, get ready to turn 13 this weekend, and he would come in, and my wife both uh, would come in on Christmas Day, and I felt kind of you know unbalanced a little bit with it because I'm like, wow, I, I need to spend time with my guys at work, and I need to spend time with my family, and my family stepped up and said, well, let's let's just go in and let's help deliver Christmas presents. We do our Christmas like you know, ass crack of dawn in the morning anyway, um, except now that my son's getting ready to be a teenager, he doesn't quite get up as early, but nevertheless. Um, you know, they come in, they help deliver presents, they go around, they you know, ride on the, the truck. You know, my son, he'll go and help deliver presents. And he, you know, he does it every holiday at, at uh, St. Patrick's Day, uh, not this past year, but pre-COVID. Uh, you know, he was running around handing things out. But uh, anyway, just wanted to take a minute, if I could, if you guys would indulge me and uh, wish little Kai, I can't call him little because he's, uh, you know, I think uh, almost 110 pounds now. But uh, there, there he is a few years ago. So that's that's not that's not quite a recent picture, but that's uh, that that's uh, Liz and my son. So he'll be 13 this weekend. And uh, dang it, you know, we, so uh, just wanted, buddy, just want to wish you a happy birthday. And uh, you know, thanks thanks for being part of uh, not only my family but the fire service family as well, brother. So uh, you know, look look forward to this Christmas as well. And happy birthday this weekend, Kai. Happy birthday. He's 13. Happy birthday, Kai. Well, uh, we just want to say uh, Merry Christmas, too. Uh, Timmy came down, my younger son. Um, and we want to just 
say Merry Christmas to everybody. And, and Kai, we're sorry we couldn't do the cruise with you this year, buddy. Right? But next time, right, Timmy? Next time. Can you say Merry Christmas to everybody? Merry Christmas, everybody. All right, then. Merry Christmas, yeah. Timmy. Merry Christmas, Timmy. Merry Christmas, Timmy. That's, that's all you get out of Timmy. Hey, tell him, tell him, Mickey, tell him Mickey Mouse said Merry Christmas too, because I know he likes Mickey Mouse. Oh, he does that. <laughs> Mama spoils him. Yeah, I, I just want to say thank you to everybody. Uh, thank you to the, the the guys and girls on my shift. Um, you guys are awesome. You you make me look good every day. Uh, Thank you to the families of everybody that's out there uh, that's going to be working on Christmas. Thank you for the, giving your support to them. Uh, I like Bobby's idea, doing a small little training thing uh, on Christmas. Definitely going to take advantage of that. And uh, just don't forget those people that have, have retired or are no longer in the fire service. Make sure you reach out to them. So I just want to wish everybody a Merry Christmas. Stay safe, stay disciplined, and uh, enjoy the holidays. Uh, and when you're off work, enjoy your family. Well, thanks, guys. Chief Frampton, uh, for your training, are, are you going to do one of these, like check your recliner, make sure it works well? Is that your? Is that the training for the assistant chief that day? It might be. You know, you never know what I might get, what I might get into. But, uh, they got those new recliners at uh, at the firehouse now, so they're nice and comfy and, and cushiony and stuff. So it's yeah, cool. I haven't tried those yet. I'm gonna have to see one. <laughs> chief Stevens workout. Um, excuse me. <laughs> They, they, they are not recliners. They are orthopedic rehabilitation devices. <laughs> they, take, they take the stress off my lower back. <laughs> exactly. It's 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 actually um, you know injury prevention. So wait wait to be thinking ahead there, Chief. <laughs> so with uh, with all of that being said, we're, uh, we're going to wrap it up here for a thirsty Thursday number eighteen holidays in the firehouse. Thank you for everybody that joined us. Um, Bobby, if you could tell Timmy, I love this shirt. Cheers, guys. It's always good to hang out with you. Don't, you, Rob, don't bring that empty cup around here. So thank you guys again uh, for joining us tonight. Rob, it's always great to, to sit back, have a conversation with you and chat. Um, to everybody thank watching, thanks for joining us. We really appreciate you, you being here. Um, looking forward. So we've been talking with uh, Trevor and Bobby about uh, where we want to go in the future with our uh, topics. We've got some really great stuff lined up. Uh, we've got Chief Kurt Isaacson from Escambia County, Battalion Chief there. Um, he also runs County Fire Tactics that's going to be joining us. We've talked about um, some folks, some great folks from Ocean City, uh, some great folks on driver operators. Uh, so we've got a great lineup to start out the new year. Excuse me. So please continue to watch our social media and see what we've got coming for Thirsty Thursdays. Additionally, we've got some other great surprises coming up. So, again, just keep an eye out, see what we got going on. Um, and with that, Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, um, Happy Holidays to everybody, and hope you guys stay safe. Reach out to your friends and family, take care of them, and take care of yourself and your crew. With that, have a good night, and thanks again. <laughs>